forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, Hi, you fucks, you stupid little fucks, you nasty. Oh, hi, you little, little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you nasty, you dirty little fucks, you fucking fucks, you fuck. And welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with me, Big Ball and Big Dipper. It's Big Dipper and Meatball on Sloppy Seconds. That's right. And our number is 213-536-9180. And you can email us at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now, let's get into it, Meeps. Hi. Um, I have a complaint to make. <laughs> oh, this... okay. Uh, uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, lodge that complaint. This one's for the post office. No. In what? Silver Lake on Vermont, I do believe. Yeah, I know I went spot. to go mail my rent check on the first because I'm what? Dumb. And I was going super early so that it would at least be postmarked as today. Today is the 31st, by the way. Oh, but I mean, it'll be postmarked for tomorrow. Whatever. Oh, it's the 31st? Yeah, so you're fine. You're not dumb, but keep going. Oh, my God. I literally don't have to get in drag today. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I I was like, how am I going to do it? So I went and drove around and went to go, like, do the one where you stick your mail in from the car. Yeah, there was to mail. Use the mailbox. The one, first of all, there used to be three there. Now there's only one. I don't know. And two, it was there was mail coming out of it. Like it was so full of mail that the door was open and I could see people's bills hanging out. And like I tried to jam them in and I, they would not go in. So of course I did not put my mail in that. But um, it was nine o'clock in the morning. How can that box be that full that quick and like no one there care? Every other person in Los Angeles also thought it was the first and all were mailing their rent check. But I mean. That, no, that's not about the USPS. Like that's not... about fucking DeJoy and his bullshit personal interests and him. The mandating. fact that there used to be three boxes there for people to drive up and drop their shit in. And now there's one singular one. And the one that was, I tried to go to the one that was like on the main street on Vermont and it was locked. So there's a mailbox there that's just not open. So, and I wasn't going to walk into the post office. There was a line of people outside. So I took it to the, the mailbox down this, like to a post center down the street. Oh, but to still, a post, a post, center. not a post center. I, like it's, it's a little place called copycat. It's where I send all of my merch from. I love copycat. Yeah. It's right next to great. the blue bottle coffee shop. Yes. Not okay. so great. Well, how amazing for you. Listen, we need to support the USBS. I ordered stamps in the mail and a bunch of random tote bags, but tote bags are something we can talk about today because we're trying to decrease our plastic. Oh, God. Uh, And we do have a plastic warrior, a very special plastic warrior guest with us. So when we come back from this break, we will get into our interview with um, an icon and a legend. Uh, what did she tell RuPaul to do? Excuse your mouth. Excuse your mouth. And she told Michelle Visage to check her neck. To now, check her neck. And also, she didn't see RuPaul out there walking kids in nature, uh, and she's out there in nature being and an she's environmentalist. Out there kids. And then did she uh, ever tell you about the time that she found a dead body? No, all I have is her to hear say about that. So we maybe she'll talk about her. it in our interview. Also, question for the week. 
is a soda stream better for the environment than me buying three cases of LaCroix a week? Someone do the math. I would venture yes, because as no can. we all know, who knows if recycling is real? I told you about the last apartment I lived at where I put there was a recycling bin and I put stuff in it and then I just watched them throw it into the trash. Girl, like, that's how they the do it. And put it in the trash and then take it away. I was like, so I organized for nothing. Anyway, we'll be right back the after turtles, this break. Tammy Brown. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion. There's plenty of vegetable and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppy seconds at sloppy pod. No, sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com. <laughs> on with the show. Oh yeah. my god. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you sloppy little bitch? It's me, Meatball. And I'm Big Dipper, and we are so excited to have a special guest with us. Tootsie Lou, it's drag icon and star Tammy Brown. Hello, Tamala. Hola, hello. How are you all? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I'm back in California, which is nice. Oh, I, finally. Oh, yeah. you, were you in Texas? I was in Texas, quarantined. 
Wow. For five months. Five months. Five months of hell. Was oh, it hell? No. You didn't like it? <laughs> well, it just wasn't working out, so to speak. Living with my mother and then other things. And then the, the climax, the, the climate is getting, you know, more intense with as we're getting politically closer. You know, getting closer and closer. And the Trump signs are everywhere. And then you got the, there was the angry white rage going on when mm, the Floyd happened, all this stuff happened. And I, I got, I felt the white anger personally as well. There was the people lashing out and, but that passed, but there was Confederate flags that came up and stuff and went down and blah, blah. God, it must've felt scary. I, I have, my whole adult life I've sort of lived in these like liberal pockets and that I know that there are so many, not only queer people, but progressively minded people who live everywhere in this country. They may not be the majority. And I mean, that, that just means such a wild experience to like go around town or walk down the street and like see Trump signs. Mm-hmm. Well, also to like the, the climate there is um the gay climate or whatever, um, if you're gay, you usually will stick together, whatever. But we were in quarantine. But like, for example, I decided to ask somebody, you know, if I could illustrate them, just period, if they want to muse for me. And, oh, sorry, man, I don't, or ask them to hang out. Sorry, man, I don't, I don't do that. Okay, I didn't, you know, I do like to illustrate people. If you want to be naked, that's fine. I mean, it's been going on through history and time. And, you know, <laughs> you've heard of Dr- Monet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. Sure. Oh, people just love that. Oh, yeah. Do you have a pig leg? <laughs> um, do you have faith in where our world is headed, Tammy? I have faith in my prayer right now and what I'm doing um, artistically and what I'm doing with hashtag queen with a cause. And I have faith. I believe that the youth that we, well, us on our age bracket, I think, and the ones behind us, I think that they're going to um, really going to hold these politicians accountable for what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm really saddened about the plastic rain and the microbeads and all that that's in that's coming up through the soil into our products. We're eating it. I mean, that's going to, it's causing cancers. But if there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, we can make things change if we put our hearts into it and really focus on changing these things around. But I think it's possible. Like I've been studying Paul Stamets, microbiology. Um, we're focusing on the different things we can do with Queen with a Cause. But I think it's important for me to be an advocate and to help out. But I am, of course, really saddened and concerned, right. you know, yeah. with what's going on. Fukushima still pumping, you know, a human race were just ridiculous. Yeah, it's all kind of going wild. Now, you mentioned a couple of things. Why don't you tell us more about the plastic rain and, like, being a plastic warrior? Because I don't really know much about that. Okay, so what I did was I, I, I get the news feeds and I found the information. Um, it's called Weird. There was an article by Weird. It's an indie, independent sort of media. And mm-hmm. they put out the article about the plastic rain being in the air about the plastic rain, but it's also coming off the air and we're breathing it in They're microbeads, tiny, 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 of course, you know, and we're breathing it and we're feeling it, eating it. And it's also going into all sort of fish and all sort of animals. Oh my and God. My bottom of the ocean and in the water, we're drinking all the lake. It's covering the whole planet basically. But I know through the study of microbiology mushrooms with Paul Stamets that the mushrooms can actually eat that. 
they can also clean up oil spills and different things like that, but it's all natural, holistic. But it's all about the hard-earned buck that we're all striving to get and the ones that have the money keep the money, you know? Yeah. So these it are seems, It seems so crazy to me that, like, there isn't some amazing – obviously, we live in a, like – corrupt capitalist society but it seems amazing to me that there isn't some weird connection on a venn diagram between like an environmental you know like biologist and a capitalist who are like we can make crazy amounts of money off of mushrooms that will save the world like you know we want to change culture and obviously Mm -hmm. it would be great if we lived in a more like equitable like sharing society i don't really see that happening overnight but i'm like if someone can can see the good that these mushrooms can do or see the good there's something um you know people talk about carbon neutral where there's zero carbon footprint but there's carbon negative where they actually are removing like the carbon waste you know about that at all tammy no i don't know about that i do know about our carbon footprint right and i know that there's biodegradable plastics that can be made biodegradable they're made by vegetable products see what doesn't make sense to me is to constantly keep taking the oil out of the earth because and we're putting other chemical in there it doesn't make sense and there is frack lines you know the fracking and then i mean but it's all about money, money, money. And you're right. right. It's like, we're, why is there not some companies that are investing? Because the bigger companies that are, you know, exhausting their means, like the oil industry and these other ones, yeah. you know, they cover it up. They're not going to show that there's other ways to do it. They're going to exhaust themselves first to make all the money they can make. I mean, that's, I believe, the ultimate goal with that. And like our lobbyists supporting politicians the epa needs to be reformed yeah the trumpster took the ep put a gag order order on them but they needed a gag order anyways because of the fact that they were just taking money and not doing what they're doing and right. with this covid19 that a lot of the people in the epa have been the epa has been sending personal messages to the as telling each state that they have to take care of what's going on instead of them doing their job they're leaving it up to the state to go in and regulate these companies and um these companies are also writing in letters and to the EPA and to the, the state saying that they need help because of COVID. No, they don't. They're taking advantage as much as they can and do it, you know, creating so much problem just for profit. I always think it's Whoa. so crazy because like, I, I, I don't really see myself having kids. Obviously yes. I want the world to continue for future generations. But I feel like all the evil corrupt people are straight people who are having kids and building future generations. Our engineer made a face when I said straight people are corrupt and evil. Uh, so uh, I hate them. I, <laughs> I hate the straights. Because you, you know what I yes, mean? I they're building- I w- oh, he's gone. <laughs> he left. <laughs> but, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, for my grandkids. And it's like, you're ruining the world for your grandkids. Head they of don't actually oil. care about their excuse me uh, they don't care about <laughs> their kids at all they just want like to, to keep the money in the family and keep it moving forward but i mean i'm thinking about other countries like switzerland and norway and stuff where they've like kind of switched from gas to more no- natural resources and everything is fucking fine and their economy mm-hmm. didn't collapse and like nothing Girl. bad has happened to them and nature is returning to normal with indigenous culture too, they, they believe in seven generations. You leave the planet better for the next seven generations. And everybody works together. I think it's important too that we get back to our our natural 
especially the real America is indigenous and right. we need to get back to the real practices and all that and work with them and preserve the, the land and the soil and work with that. I don't see what the big deal is. As far as this modern technology goes, we don't even got it going on. We're, we have this, the United States of America has the slowest internet in the world. What kind of what? country is this? We do? Right? Yeah, that Adam ruins everything. What is he on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. He's great. He, he explains all this stuff, and it's true. We do have the slowest internet. And as we Everything. learned from me last week, the internet is just a big thing in the middle of the desert. So why is it so slow? Right. Yeah, a bunch of servers in the middle of the desert. Wait, yeah. so Tammy, speaking of the internet, um, yeah. and we, we've, we've, we've said the buzzword a few times, queen with a cause you yes. have a new video series coming out on youtube the first one is already out yes. um that is all focused on plastic and plastic waste and microplastics and the poisoning of the ocean in the world and it is called queen with a cause correct and then there's also the orangutans on the orangutans palm oil and what's going on with the palm oil and how detrimental it is to the environment as well wow wow um and the, the orangutans happened about, because I kept seeing those posts um, about orangutans, and I tried to push it on that because I was working with the, working with the orca, orcas and the sentient yeah. beings and constantly still working with that. But I keep pushing on Jackie. Jackie, take this and Jackie beat. Run with this one. Run with this one. So anyways, I've people. been able to, uh-huh, yeah, encourage others. The orangutans. You know, but the orangutans, it's not only orangutans, it's also tigers, and there's also um, um, rhinoceroses, and uh, all kinds of other life that are being destroyed because of this palm oil, but particularly the orangutans, which is just, it's sad, I mean, to yeah, see this. Yeah, completely. And for what? So we can have some hair gel? There's plenty of other products, just so they can line their pockets again, mm-hmm. you know? This, and then it's bad, it's burning the forest. We need the forest to breathe. So what made you want to start making these, like, I don't want to call them comedic, but there's, like, a tinge of comedy in them. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like there's the a whole fight scene with Sonique. With Sonique. What are you talking that's, like, about? Hila- I know, but, like, there is a main, co- like, you're saying, you, there's a message behind them. So you're, like, sneaking it onto people almost in a way. Well, you know, it's also my creative director, creative partner right now and co-producer because John Mark and I produce these products and I'm lucky that John Mark wanted to work with me and John Mark's idea is to create these really cool queer um, action films and whatnot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so we just get together and, and create these ideas or, you know, so so like that. He really likes my ideas and he, he's able to talk for me and articulate for me because a lot of times people don't understand me. So, but he's able to get it. What? When? Oh, you know, girl, how it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to tell you a story. Typical. I met, I met John Mark years and years ago. Um, uh, John At Mark a bathhouse. No, uh, they invited me. Modeling? To to do a photo shoot, John Mark was like a, like editor in chief of some like arts entertainment magazine. I forget, but but they set up a whole photo shoot for me in Chicago when there was like this fancy photographer and a style. It felt like like a like a I think it was called New Mode magazine maybe, but it was like a really legit. It was one of my first legit photo shoots, and uh, John Mark really like treated me like talent in a sort of fancy way and so mm-hmm. i've always been like really interested in like what he's been up to and and y'all also collaborated on the browns video series which was correct astonishing oh the so funny so good it's not best, over the browns is not over 
The right, Browns okay. is still, we're still doing the Browns, just that right. we were supposed to film back in May. Right. And with COVID-19, you know, we had to put some stink, you know, put, put some water on it or whatever you say, put the fire out because you, know, I like you can't put do some anything. stink on it. I would put say put some stink on it. Which I will say a best, you know, best actress award for you and best supporting actress for Miss Kelly Mantle. Oh, Kelly. I'm so glad you did. It really did. You know. Now was that is it all one hundred percent scripted and y'all just like improv a little, or is that just written like that perfectly? Okay, what it is is um, you know, I have the genius of running my mouth and whatever Ooh, comes yeah. and in editing. Too bad they can't get it at goddamn producers at RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Talk to you later. <laughs> um, but it's just that's just so. But it's an exploitation show as well, black exploitation. Ding, ding, ding. Let's get it straight. Anyhow, um, but uh, no, if you thought it was black exploitation, wouldn't there be more black winners? Would there be if it was yeah. exploitation? I don't I know. Feel like... I just... Exploitation. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is. Come on. They, they ask the girls to come on and be as, you know, loud and crazy as they can, especially the black ones. And that's what they want them to do is act a fool, you know, angry black person and then be all crazy. And then they also do that other thing. And if they don't play the game, they cut them. And then barbecue, for example, told me like when she was auditioning that the back before actually they would come up to her and approach her. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do that. They wanted to come on act a fool or whatever stereotype. And then she said, no. So they didn't bring her on. Cause she says, I'm a nice queen. I'm not going to be on there being like that. You know what I mean? You're talking about miss barbecue here in LA. Yeah. yeah. Walk the walk. Now talk the talk. And actually I'm going to yeah, do yeah, some yeah. projects with her. Barbecue. I love her. Project. Yeah. I, I mean, really that's, like her a lot. that's definitely uh, like, a big point of conversation right now we had the vixen on the podcast a See, few episodes ago and the vixen we talked about that moment in untucked where the vixen really like pointed at the cameras and said what they're gonna see is a white victim here because you're crying when she talked with Aquaria. And what we said is we were really surprised that they left that in the cut of the show because right. it sort of called out the culture. But really recently a season 12 queen widow Von Du. Uh, got on Twitter over the weekend or Instagram and basically said the amount of negative comments that she's gotten from the fan base that are all based in like racist commentary yes. makes her want to completely quit drag and not do it. And she was, is such a phenomenal queen and an amazing artist and a great example of like, like she told her backstory on the show and it was like, it was pretty harrowing. Like she had gone through a lot yeah. and it, she was such like an amazing, like, uh, like example of how uh, your artistry can lift your own life up and mm -hmm. the a bunch of kids on instagram fueling negative hate could lead someone and, to want to give up their career is so horrible and the show doesn't well let's go real fast i'll wrap the show up i did yeah, meet no. the vixen that's the same name vixen is wonderful really nice person but it's the way they did the whole thing she played the game and she knows that you know right. and then um also, too, but they, they, they are doing that stuff. They don't do anything to protect the queens, the black queens especially. They get called racist remarks. That's the climate in this country, and that show does nothing for it. Right. So let's wake up, America. And then back to you, Meatball, with the question about the Browns um, going with, uh, is it scripted? Yes, we have a scripted, what we're going to outline, of what everything's going to be. There's even monologue and everything, but usually we run off that monologue and go into whatever the mood is, and we work around the mood. That's great. I love those videos. 
Meatball should get a roll the next time you guys shoot. Excuse me. Ring-a-ding-ding. Hello. Who's there? It's me, Meatball. <laughs> uh-huh. I was wondering if there was any availability for some rolls in the Browns. Well, well you know. Being everybody... as though I am brown. Uh-huh, <laughs> being yes, as though. And, um, well, and everybody's welcomed. <laughs> Wait, how did you two meet? How did we, we met- meet? In L.A., right? I mean, here in L.A., whatever. Yeah, we met here in L.A. Like, there was a couple nights where we were just, like, at the same gigs, I think. And then... I did that club at the precinct? You did precinct, but it was also Chico's. That Uh was it. The first time that we ever worked together was out in Alhambra and Chico's. And then it was... you were Yeah, because it was me and you for Club Scum. Okay. Really? Yeah, we got dressed in a DJ booth together. Okay. Well, we did that one in well, last year too. The one last summer, right? We did that. Um, we were in, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Where we I, now that one was a fun one because we ate tacos and then we stayed at the bar until they literally like were done closing the bar, and then we went back to the hotel and then you couldn't find your key, so then you came to my hotel room <laughs> and I ate tacos. And while you put you, that on Instagram. Yeah, because we were just like really <laughs> just having. It was like a fun night. I think we maybe smoked weed, but it was legal because it was Colorado. <laughs> And we just like sat in the room and then you didn't eat your tacos and then you disappeared. And when you left, you left a trail of um, Sempal Suchi flowers. Oh, yeah. Sempal Suchi. Actually, Sempal Suchi is Marigold, right? In the yes. Nowalt language. And on Wednesday, I start my first class on Nowalt. I'm starting oh. in indigenous language. I'm going to learn Nowalt, which is a big you, dream of mine. You have quite the propensity for languages. Well, thank you. I try my best. What is your attraction to that? Because you, I mean, you know a lot of Spanish or would you consider yourself bilingual? I'm bilingual for sure. For sure bilingual. I know Spanish. I just not into like um, words, law words and stuff like that so much. Technical words of, you know, with law and sort of thing. Doctor, I'm not too much into that, but I can talk about science and other things, you know. Wow. Our education and stuff like that. Normal street talk. And I'm bilingual for sure. In Spanish, which is the other white language that's taught here in the in the whole continent of America and French also is taught here in a, in the in the, the continent of America but the French Canadians remember yeah. you know right. you know another white language but we don't know any of the real languages especially not in the indigenous languages which my goal is to learn Lakota and but I'm starting to do the um the Noah now I'll start that one which is the Aztec language the Mexica language wow wow <laughs> you're going to be able to speak to our ancestors you better believe it. I've already been praying to him, baby. Ooh. Now, is this, is your necklace, is this um, garb of the people, or is this just pom-poms? This is pom-poms. Yeah. But these pom-poms were made in, they're Mexican trends, and most of the Mexican trends come from Chiapas, Mexico, by the way. Oh, okay. They make it there and spread it all around. Like, they've been doing these little dolls now that they've been doing that are kind of sewed together, look like patchwork dolls. Those were also made in Chiapas. And, this and would is just you very say trendy. that <laughs> those dolls are better or l- less good than your tight dolls that you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean my rag queens? Your yes, rag the queens. rag queens. Oh, okay. Go get a rag queen. I have one right here. Oh, yes. oh my god! Ooh. Rag queens oh are my better. God, rag queens are way better. She's a cutie. Thank you. And the rag queens were designed or inspired by the drag queens like Phaedra Faye uh, mm-hmm. from Tran. Yes. And then we have Delta Work, you know, Big is Beautiful. 
So mm-hmm. those kind of queens were inspiring that inspired the rag queens. But now they've kind of become more little little animal kind of a thing. That right looks now. like a little gremlin, and I want it. There you go, gremlins. This how already long, sold them. Sniff, how sniff. Long, sniff, sniff. <laughs> how long does it take you to make uh, uh, one of the rag queens? They're about 16 hours a piece almost. There takes a while. I'm so tedious with this, you know. Yeah, you hand sew all of perfect. it. Yeah, I hand sew them. I start with paper mache from the paper, no, wire. And then soft sculpt. Then we pick, cover it paper, paper mache it, then paint their little faces. The white ones are the hardest ones to make because they have to do their skin color twice. Wow. Because <laughs> it reads through the newspaper or whatever. Oh. And then after that, then I put their bodies, joint their arms, their legs and whatnot, you know, and then I cover that. Then I cover the whole thing with the whatever nylon, it's going to be the color of the nylon and, you know, accessorize them with whatever. They're that so cool. Nylon. That one's so cool. I love the little snake on it. Thank you. Snakes from the garden. Ooh. And, you know, they're, they're made with my previously worn designer nylons for all you kinky cats out there. Sniff, sniff. Speaking of kinky little nylons, would you like to discuss your obsession with Tinta Turner and her beautiful legs? Oh, my obsession with Tina Turner is just that I like, I like her, I like her, I like her energy, first of all, was drawn to that energy. And then I like the wigs, of course, and I like the dancing, of course, the rhythm she has, that different, unique rhythm and style. I, I really drawn to that. I like her spirituality. Um, this year marks 20 years of chanting Nam Yoho Renge Kyo for me. And she's also releasing this new book on spirituality, finally. I'm really excited about that and her practice. Um, I just recently did a private dancer for a digital drag show. Now, um, I that was the first song I ever lip synced to. And I used to like dance around a private dancer for my friend's parents, like just in their like living rooms. So, you know, that's not an okay thing to do. At what age? I was like Sorry. 13. And you would dance for your friend's parents in the living yeah, room? Yeah. I just, as I said it, I realized Did it. you keep your clothes on? Yes. Okay. But I definitely humped and crawled. An adult? I gotta, you know, I, there's a photo that's been floating around no. of you, Tammy, and it's you <laughs> and, um, what's her name? Zhuzh. Yeah. Jasmine Masters, both Jasmine as Mazzy. Tina Turner. Who uh-huh. does a better Tina Turner impersonation? Well, we'll just say Jasmine does, right? Ah! It's to each his own. I mean, it's to each his own. I mean, people will tell me that, oh, you get into your essence of the essence of it, you know? I have a a fun question to ask you, but I will ask you right after this break. Break! And we're back! That was a good one. That was a great one. And Meatball, you can ask your question, but first I want to ask Tammy, do you do hallucinogenic um, drugs? You know, no, I don't. I've done some mushrooms a couple times and they haven't really done anything for me. Um, I I don't want to do peyote or any of that stuff. Although I have a peyote belt that I'm going to mix into my drag, but I don't really from the Weechol Indians. Um, oh, in that, nice. 
but I don't want to, um, Nayarit, Mexico, but I don't want to particularly, I don't, I don't know. I don't like that you can go do ayahuasca and all that. It's a ritual and all that stuff, but right. no, I don't really do any of that. I kind of find my own self. I don't really have, I chant and I do smoke marijuana. I'm highly functioning. Yeah. And the chanting, you, yes. you mentioned that before, that's sort of like your spiritual practice. Is it like meditation? It's like centering. It's meditation. It's bringing the best out of yourself and making, bringing yourself to your highest life condition and being able to share that. And it's going to reflect around you. Hmm. Do you, you know? have any like beginner tips for someone who wants to like meditate and chant? I would say always breathe, um, find your, find a safe space where you can chant or meditate a safe space you're comfortable in and just connect with your heart and just really breathe, breathe, connect with your heart and chant. Well, I think I know my chant. It's going to be. Do you know Wicked? Whatever works. We're always in the Whatever works. Listen, my religion is Wicked. Have you ever seen Wicked? I've seen Wicked, yes. Did you like it? I think it's great. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? You're, the, the, what was that one with all the little, all the little, like, they're all done in black. Oh, my God. What is that one? That old old movie. Oh, gosh. The cru, Cure, Cure, oh, what's it called? The oh, Crucible? God. No, not The Crucible. Could you imagine Jesus Christ Superstar on a speedboat? Um, no. <laughs> what is it? The Craft. There we go. The Craft. Oh, The Craft. Uh, yeah, that's like wicked. They're witches. Uh-huh. And there's yeah. a girl like pra- who's an outcast. Practical and magic. The, and then yeah. I like the other movie. Uh, what is that one? Witches. I like to pretend. Oh, I'm I love that. Wait, what do you think about this new new witches with Anne Hathaway looking too snatched? I've never seen that. I didn't even know about it. There's oh. a, just the trailer came out, but they've remade it. I also heard uh, tell recently that Roald Dahl was famously a Nazi supporter, which yes, I didn't he was. know. Yes, he was. And he's the one who wrote the book? or the He stories? wrote The Witches, yeah. And, uh, and Willy Wonka. And James and the Giant Peach and The Big Friendly Giant. And oh, this okay. one activity book that like teaches kids how to make candy. I used to play and that this, all the time. I was eating Nazi candy the whole time. This book about a tortoise called SEO Trot. Come on, oh, SEO Trot. Tortoise spelled backwards. Get into oh, it. Oh, wow. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Tammy, do you oh. like doing cameos? Yeah, they're easy and fun way to make money. Yeah. And you seem to be, you do them a lot. You're on, I, you seem to be in drag a lot often. Recently. No, I don't do them in drag. I do them with the puppet right now this month, but I'm not doing them. I'm not Go doing them. You're doing them with do a them in puppet? Drag. Yeah, I have a little puppet and I have him in what, there. Is it a puppet of you? No, he's, where is he at? Oh, he's over there relaxing. Um, <laughs> don't wake him up. Yeah, he'll be up. angry he won't want to make those money he'll that money for the you interview. so cameos i'm probably their number one salesperson i give the okay. bank for their buck i only charge 50 dollars for cameo and um some of the other queens you know they charge these ridiculous amounts to be in drag but right. i mean i'm an entertainer i'm good entertainers i'm a top-notch entertainer so i don't need to be like oh just painting my face i mean i can give you a full-on concert out of drag it's like not some you know and if they want to be in drag, if if I pop up in drag, hey, benefit for them. Benefit. 
You know, don't I give should, me this. I should reopen my cameo, but I should put on there like no guarantee that I'll be in drag. Yeah, I'm, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't. You can do it on your own. Just make yourself look presentable and do it. I don't. You know, that's the hardest part. That's people. truly the hardest part. <laughs> what presentable? Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Oh doing no, all it's that. a fantasy. Come on, you got to set it all up. So speaking of being uh, uh, an entertainer and a great uh-huh. performer. What is your like ideal show or performance scenario? Like, oh is it a concert? Is it dinner theater? Is it a COVID drive-in drag show? Like, what is your ideal? Show? I think my idea would probably to be able to, you know, like do like a Richard Pryor or these kind of comedians that fill in these sort of arenas and spaces and to mix in my comedy and, um, my comedy because i'm a natural comedian my folk art as well and my music and just mix that all into a a fine show and eventually as i get older and older i would like to be like a quentin crisp or a james james baldwin and one of these that can get up there and talk and just talk and have a great time or even like a day medna i think that's where in the direction that i really want to go in my ultimate goal was to be more like a Tina Turner, kind of a, that kind of an entertainer to fill in stadiums and stuff. But things are going the way they are, and I'm, I'm comfortable with it. So, But my ultimate show would be to perform for everybody as long as they're uplifted and feeling good, and that's what I can do for them, make them when they're leaving or that they always have some sort of hope as an entertainer, as an artist right. and inspired. You know? But I would like to perform. I, I'm flying much more when I'm just naturally on stage doing what I naturally do. I'm actually flying. Uh-huh. You know, you feel that like, wow, the energy, you know? Yeah. Come on, flying. I love that. Uh-huh. What is the weirdest gig that you've ever been booked for? Ooh. Not, not your own idea, but someone booking you to do something that felt weird. Weirdest gigs I've gotten. I mean, lately I've been getting some interesting ones on um on Cameo. Like, instead of going around to ask me, you know, to write, they don't write to ask me if I want to do a gig or something, they'll pay for a cameo. I find that kind of weird. Or someone recently, one of these actors who I'm actually going to meet up with this Wednesday, Wednesday wanted to reach out an actor actually on TV, reach out to me to meet me and analyze their Instagram and everything. And I'm like, okay. And it was just kind of weird. They paid for that. You know, I just give my full little concert on there. But I mean, I think that could be the weirdest. I mean, I've had people come up to me. I mean, you know what's weird? Having to do some of those meet and greets is kind of weird. I know you've toured with Trixie Mattel. Correct. Um, and there's obviously a big drag race fan base. And then there's like a Tammy fan base. Yes. Do you like, are you doing the meet and greets more on like the bigger drag race shows like out on tour or the meet and greets at a Tammy show? I do them. Well, I do the meet and greets on those. Those, okay. I think it's ridiculous that these, the like even for drag con when they have us just bam, everybody can just come up to us. There's no security, no safety net there, and that's yeah. shame on world of wonder for that baby. And then um, yeah, baby, just, yeah, skid marks. Anyways, <laughs> um, I just. I don't mind meeting people. That's not a problem, but it's not safe. And I find that right. to not, that's, and it's abusive because other stars, you could, they don't do that to other stars. You know what I mean? Other yeah. bigger stars or other stars were kind of being taken advantage of by being put with all these people. And there's all the energy you so, soak up and from these people and no telling where, where they're coming from with that energy, you know? And I'm pretty sensitive. You know, you can feel energies. I know Trixie's always kind of, 
talking about that. You know, it's overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And it's abusive. And I don't think it's quite that good. And then performing a lot in these nightclubs, people aren't really there really to see us a lot of times. They're all inebriated. They're just there to see a, you know, a cocktail. Well, a cocktail and a show. <laughs> and so, if you can provide a show, if you have well, a talent, you know I mean? they're okay. No, I do know what you mean, and I know what you mean about DragCon, like not feeling safe, especially. Uh, and I'm not going to be bragging, but especially as someone who, like, I, my when I go to DragCons, I run around with a microphone, and I'm like with uh, the regular people that are walking around DragCon. So when people run up to you and they they meet you at a certain level of energy and you don't match them at that energy, they're disappointed in you. Like if they're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. You have to be like, Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you, but you don't want to feel that. Like, so it's, I understand that being exhausting for you, especially because I think the last time I saw you at DragCon, they put you in like the middle of the whole place. So everyone is walking by you and you're getting it all day where Mm -hmm. certain people get put on like the outside edges. You know, we don't need to talk about Jackon. It's never going to happen again. Not oh, it's not going to happen again? Why? <laughs> I was, well, I mean, America's not going to get its shit together with this COVID stuff for I a know. while. I know. that, how disappointing, you know? We can't even get it together here. Like, put and your you fucking know mask on. Crazy. Yes, first of all. First Everyone's and foremost Everyone's starting to begin to live their life like normal in L.A. No put one cares your here anymore. But um, what's also crazy is that so much of the things we are using to stay safe and protect ourselves is plastic. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So many what about- single-use gloves, plastic shields, plexiglass, like it's all of these plastics. Is there any way to recycle this stuff? Well, it has to be disposed of properly so that it can be recycled and at least not polluted into the ocean. Well, recycling's all done also on weight, so that's not that stuff they're not going to recycle. And every company that or every company that manufactures that, the different plastics, like Coca Cola and all these different companies, Pepsi and whatnot, they don't um, they don't release what the chemical is that they use in their plastic. That's why the plastic has breakdown and whatnot and releases chemicals. And but they don't tell you what they're using to manufacture. What? So I think that there's a problem with that as well, a scientific problem with that as well. And a lot of time, whenever we're recycling, recycling is actually a joke. Not saying not to recycle and not to be clean and put right. things the way they are, but most of it's all done on weight. Like they'll take the bottle, but they won't take the lid, or they don't take toothbrushes or lighters and things like that, and all the little plastic wraps and stuff. Which we should really, as a, as a humans, we should go to the store with our jar, set the jar. The, we know the weight of the jar. You fill your jar with whatever products you want in there, and you walk out with your glass jar full of whatever. And that's yeah. that's that's sensible. Back to the how it was. Yeah. Not not this modern after the fifties where everything is covered in beautiful wrap and cellophane and all this stuff. Cause that's all detrimental to our environment. Mind you, there's wax paper and all kinds of other things that, that can be done. Totally. And like, I, I have a bunch of um, reusable, like heavy duty wax uh, coverings for like 
to cover a bowl that you're keeping yeah. in the fridge and a rubber band. And like, there are so many other things. There are so many ways to look around at what you already have and be like, oh, I literally don't need to consume more plastic. And people, you know, like people get, re- it's really easy to get overwhelmed, but there's also, you know, little things that you can do to change your behavior. Always bring a, a tote bag with you. Don't take a plastic bag. Refuse straws. Get a metal straw. Like even this those is all two- great stuff, but it's like hard to do right now because my grocery store won't even let me bring a tote bag inside. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now, so at Trader Joe's, now what you can do is they, you can bag your own stuff. You just can't do it in the store. Oh. Uh, like you can real. Ridiculous. Right. Wait, but they're so trying to be check safe out, for make COVID. Them put my stuff in, a, in the cart, cart drop and then walk the cart the out cart, to my car, and then, then put it in your bags. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. rebagging, it's bagging for the first time. And, and what then, would a little extra exercise do there, Meatball? Hey, I love to exercise. Listen, I, it I would interrupt it. my weight gain. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to our final segment of the show, Tammy. Uh, it is called Fuck, Fuck Talk. Talk. Okay. Now, very is, sensual. <laughs> very sexual. Is Tammy sexual? I'm sensual, yes. I'm ready. I've been practicing. You've been practicing? You've been, been practicing. <laughs> I walk Draw. by the park over here on Bigsby all the time. Walk by those Gator Boys all the time so they can see me and smell it. And, and what, do you, smell, what are they? What are they smelling? The pheromones. The pheromones, yes, correct. Maybe the urine. <laughs> oh, is she urine a piss therapy. queen? I'm just, I'm just, you know, say. Well, you know, urine is sterile, and it's actually you can use it to heal and stuff too. But they don't say that either because it's, you know, self healing. We don't want that. The big industries. You so know? you're mm. saying that this cut on my toe, I could pee on it and I'd be fine. Well, perhaps. Why don't you read into it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I just know that I've studied enough urine therapy to know things. Well, there was that one doctor that would have those patients like pee into a glass and then drink it fresh. Yeah. See, and and everyone that was doing it said that they'd never felt better. So it's a fact. Listen. My best friend, he does it every day. He's been doing it for like six, seven years. I'm not against it. I'm I'm not going to try it. But there's a lot of people that drink pee out there, so good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Dipper, would you ever drink pee? If it had if someone had just had like a whole gallon of water, not I told the, I've told the story on the podcast probably three times at this point when I pissed <laughs> in that guy's mouth early in the morning after right after you had, had two had coffee, coffees and asparagus, and he was like, Ugh! but I oh, oh. after after like a gallon or two of water, sure I would drink some piss. Um, and then I've also been practicing with my um, I do a lot of yoga as well, and um, I've been Your doing my, my chakras um, and my root chakra sexual healing. Oh, Marvin Gaye. Right. Huh? Marvin Gaye? Oh, perhaps, but his father was a uh, cross-dresser that shot him. What? Unpack. Yeah, Marvin Gaye's father was back when VH1 used to be really good and tell stories. They had storytellers, <laughs> and they would tell all the truth on there, on those storytellers. Um, and, um, and Marvin Gaye's father was a cross-dresser and killed him over a, a, a brush. Hairbrush or toothbrush? Hairbrush. Oh, okay. I didn't know that at all. Uh That's insane. Yeah. Charlize Theron's mom was killed in front of her by her dad. What? Right in front of her child eyes. Mm, God, poor thing. Isn't that dark? 
Yeah, now you're thinking of your TV show you were on. <laughs> <laughs> I was on oh YouTube. God. Thank you. Well, it oh. wasn't. I thought it was in Canada, too. Oh, I guess it was in Canada. Thanks Hello. for all my Canadian fans. I love them. Well, I my question was about language. Because yes. I recently had someone message me and... Are you are you into dirty talk because you do like languages? Oh, I, I you know I'm comfortable with talking sensually. Yeah, please, but you know you can walk the walk, and I want you to talk the talk. But I okay. don't need you to be like leading like the Brazilians. All I have to say about them is all they do is like they did like to talk good talk, but they don't got nothing going on. That's all I have to say about them. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And then as far as Americans are concerned too, I haven't had much luck here with the Americans. I'm more international. Oh. Where do you I'm find your most, where's the most luck you've had? But not Brazil. No, I mean, I like Brazil. I have my friends down there. I mean, I hang out with all the boys, but they sure will talk a talk, but they don't bring it up, you know, and I'm not, I'm not aggressive like that, you know. Okay, it just feels weird. Now this hashtag Me Too movement and stuff, you got to be real careful. So, so if where, someone was like, yeah. hey, uh-huh. come, come lick my shithole, would you, is that too dirty? Well, I'm not really into rimming, as they would call that, you know? Right. I don't really okay. too much not of that. Not on you or to, to others? And if somebody was doing that to me, you know, I don't think I'd be kissing them after that. Because um, it's a butt. That's my, huh? Because it's a high Yeah. Tootie yeah. always has some little fruity booties left in there, you know, something. Some little scooty tooties. You know what I'm saying? I know it self-lubricates and everything, but. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't self-lubricate. It doesn't? Not your, scooty not your booty tootie, not your scooty tootie yeah, with your booties. Some mucuses down there that were really squeaky. No, squ- that's, no. For, the, for the front holes. Those are self lubricating. The back uh, doors, they need a little help. Oh goodness! Wow. That's yeah, because this man. <laughs> I well, clearly you are. This man Actually, messaged me and was talking about his butthole, and he called it a shithole, and he was talking about me rimming him and i do like to eat ass but when he said shithole i was like no no because then yeah. that makes me think of shit and then then i don't want to lick your booty tootie yeah if and he would have called it his fruity. his fresh little calamari then you're thinking <laughs> clean white smooth give me that squid have wait how white. do you say calamari well no Ikageso. but i mean like a calamari is white not Ikageso, right? japanese ikageso Oh, but in Spanish. Oh, calamari. Calamaris. Así oh. How do you know? How do you say it in Italian? <laughs> oh, I don't know too much Italiano. You I know just the add tabula. the hand. I think huh? it's just calamari. It's just and add the hand. You can do tabulo leju. Tabulo leju is the table over there. Due bicchiere d'acqua, o due bicchiere di vino, e due birra. That's uh, two glasses of water, two glasses of wine, or two glasses of beer. And on that order, we're going to wrap things up, Tammy. Well, you Tammy. can keep asking me questions. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever stick a fist in someone? No, I don't think I would do that. Did you, you do it? You have such nice fists. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have such nice, beautiful hands. Oh, thank How you. How do you I keep mean, your skin so smooth? Coconut oil. And I've always been using, like, as a child, I used swab, to be honest with you. And then I switched to St. Ives. Somebody was like, well, how are you putting that swab on your face? That's not for your face. Well, look at my face. Looking good. I'm 40. Go Ooh. off, Tammy. Ooh. Go off. 
All right, so everyone should check out the Queen with a Cause videos on Tammy Brown's YouTube page. Um, and you can see her fight the evil plastic queen um, in an action sequence, which we stand. It's also, so good. look into the floating garbage pile of plastic that is in the Pacific Ocean. It is truly psychotic. And it's huge. I There's just watched... Two. I just watched a YouTube video. I mean, these marine biologists are literally putting trackers on garbage and watching how it floats to study how we can better protect ourselves from ourselves. You know what I mean? It's it's a really We're trash. Thing. We're exactly. fucking trash. We've ruined We're bad. Time. You know, so yeah. I've been studying a lot of Nikki Giovanni. Nikki Giovanni, the poet. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's genius. I just love her, and she she talks about all this stuff at, and what we should be afraid of too. As you know, and she as she's gotten older, she talks more about this stuff. It's so much fun. But Nikki Giovanni, just I would suggest studying her and watching her on YouTube and what she has to say about things and the climate of what's going on and Mars and and studying all that. But the fact is that um, we think we're going to go live on Mars, or we think that we always make these horror films that here comes the the aliens, you know, Independence Day because they exhausted all their their resources so they're coming to our planet to take away well that's exactly what humans want to do yes that's what we we are that we're going to mars to look for more places to live like we're trying Uh to get out of here correct no we are the demon monsters oh god we are they i know well, Tammy, we want to thank you so much for being here. Make sure to follow at Planet Tammy. That's Tammy with an I-E. Correct. And PlanetTammy.com. And uh, we will see you in the magazines. Correct. Are you going to play that single now? Woo! <laughs> okay. Yes! Of course, scream and listen to all of Tammy's music. And if you want to buy a tights, uh, a tights Queen doll, there's merch and stuff. A all up rag on the website. doll. A rag, rag doll. queens. Rag queens oh. made from tights. <laughs> With a Z. Okay. Previously worn designer nylons. Sorry. I, I've said tights too many times Previously, and none of it is previously right. Previously worn. All right. You can follow Big Dipper at Big Dipper Jelly and I'm Spicy's Meatball on Instagram and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which will now come out every Tuesday and Friday. And don't forget what? I was going to say, you can send us an email at sloppysecondspot at gmail.com or call in with your own, very own, your personal fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. Thanks we for should add music like, underneath that. Doodle doo doo forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.